welcome to the Healthcare IT Today interview series. We feel lucky to be able to talk to so many smart, passionate, and knowledgeable people in healthcare. Now, we're taking our favorite interviews and sharing them with you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy perspectives on the world of health IT. Hey everyone, I'm John Lynn, the founder and chief editor at Healthcare IT Today. We're excited to bring you another in our series of interviews with top leaders in health IT. And today's guest is Saurabh Singh. He's VP of Suno. Welcome, Saurabh. Thank you, John. Thank you for having me. Yeah, excited to dive into this. It's our favorite topic, ambient clinical voice, but kind of coming at it from a different angle since you, you, you know, it came, came out of an EHR vendor. But before we dive into that, tell us a little bit about yourself and Suno. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, my name is Saurabh Singh, uh, Vice President Suno. Um, I've been working in healthcare for nearly two decades, um, building products and solutions for physicians and consumers. And um, our, we feel that our, our job and responsibility goes beyond providing technology access to our users. It actually extends into the lives of physicians and patients, right? Our our mission statement has always been to simplify healthcare delivery, but and also increase the access to healthcare to our consumers. So uh, my team and I believe in that singular focus and all our products and solutions are designed with that core intent in mind. Interesting. I mean, that, that really is interesting to think about you know, if that's your mission and that, that should be the mission for every technology, right? And many people complain about the EHR because it made things more complicated, and I, I argue it's because we added more regulation and requirements for data gathering to them, which that made it more, not necessarily the technology itself, whereas ambient clinical voice doesn't do that. So, I, I you know, it actually solves a real problem, makes it simpler for people. So that's actually why I'm so excited about it. So talk to us about what is the story behind Suno's ambient clinical voice solution? How did it come together? You know, t- tell us the background story of it. Sure. And if I may draw an analogy, I love doing that. So if I can draw a parallel here and everybody's fascinated with self-driving cars and autonomous vehicles and what what made it happen, right? If you think about it. And there were decades of work that went into maps and codification of maps, synthesizing this to satellite images, right? And making these maps available as a fabric to navigation systems. You had the street views, you had the directions on it. And navigation systems allowed users to go from point A to point B. Now, if you take that and put it in today's world, where these cars have millions of miles of track record of driving, they have visual data, they have cameras that are collecting this data real time and synthesizing. What that allows them to do is navigate that map. However, they also are studying human behavior and human responses. And that is how do you tackle with a situation that is unforeseen? How do you uh, turn if there's an obstruction on the road, right? Um, All that has been possible due to all of this access that is readily available, but also there is significant advancement in infrastructure and hardware, right? If you think of the chips today that are executing uh, at lightning speeds, right? The computation is off the charts. And that allows a lot of this to happen real time which makes a lot of this possible. We, my team and I have been working in integrating dictation solutions into EHRs, right? eClinical Works as one of the preferred vendors. That dictation taught us a few things. We have a lot of scar tissue coming into it because 
in the older days, the speech to text was not perfect, right? It was, mm -hmm. it was all over the place. It's never accurate. But now if you see that part of the technology, which is called ASR, which is autonomous speech recognition systems, um, those have advanced tremendously. Uh, it can understand dialects. It can understand different um, accents. It can understand different bases of articulating, right? And the output is very accurate or near accurate. And that's evolving further, right? So that's the speech-to-text side of it. And then there's the other thing which happened last year that everybody's talking about. That's the accelerated rate of AI development and availability of language models for the industry to be able to build remarkable solutions. When we saw the two, we felt we were very adequately positioned because we understood the day-to-day -day challenges of different workflows, complexities in documentation, where you have different forms, different macros, and different structured documentation that a specialist office and primary care is completely different, right? Every doctor operates in a certain mold of practicing medic medicine that has evolved, but nevertheless is very specific to their way of seeing patients. And, and that's the truth. So with that experience and, and availability and access to this level of technology, our team felt that we can design a system for ambient listening that technologically is transparent or invisible to the user, but yet unburdens our doctors with, with the, um, the work of documentation that, that they have day to day. So Suno came together as the ambient listening product, as, as AI-powered ambient listening technology, um, just to set a certain preface, what it listens to a normal conversation between a doctor and a patient in an exam room, uh, very natural in the setting. And once the conversation is recorded, it will generate a transcript and it'll process the transcript using language models to generate a near perfect, near accurate note that is structured in real time for the doctor to review and make it part of their note. Um, that that was the underpinnings of how Suno came into being uh, with, yeah. with the availability of this. Yeah. No, and that's I love the analogy because you're right. Like self-driving cars wouldn't have happened if we didn't have GIS data, if we didn't have visual cameras that could identify stuff, if we didn't have AI servers that could process everything. You're the same is true with ambient clinical voice. None of it could have happened if we didn't have all the EHR data to train it, if we didn't have the natural language processing, if we didn't have the speech recognition, if we didn't have the generative AI to then take all of that data to generate the node. So that is fascinating that we it's almost like we're just packaging it because now the technology is finally here yes. and we package it in a nice way. So, you know, we see this happening with, you know, as part of our whole series of interviews with ambient clinical voice vendors, you know, how does your solution compare to those others? You know, I could list off all Suki, Nabla, Nuance, of course, with their co-pilot, ambient healthcare, anyway, Augmentics, there's a lot, right? How does Suno compare to those others in the industry? Sure. So, I'll try to draw out the two important parts, right, in, in case of ambient listening. The first part, which is very important, is the efficacy of the speech-to-text translation. This is the ASR, right? Your note is only going to be as accurate as the transcription. If, if it did not translate those words accurately to a transcription, the note is not going to be comprehensive or it may not be complete. So that ASR or speech-to-text has 
many aspects to it, which itself uses many AI models. It needs to understand, understand the context of the conversation. It needs to understand different accents, mine included. Uh, it needs to understand uh, different dialects, different paces. Uh, it also needs to be able to work with microphones. There are so many out there over the shelf and then multi-array, multi-channel microphones that can process and synthesize this audio input in a high fidelity, right? And, and that has advanced. Today's laptops have excellent hardware that can really pick up sound, right? Um, so that, that part of speech-to-text te uh, technology of translation has come a long way. Uh, we work with leading vendors in, in cloud technology that actually do this, right? And we have, uh, there, are, there are ways to measure this. Uh, there is something called as WER, which is word error rate. We work with some of the vendors that have the lowest posted word error rate. And that, that basically means the lower the word error rate, the higher the accuracy of the translation, right? So that's the first part. Many vendors claim to do this well, right? And it is almost a commodity now available to everybody. So yes, that can be done well. But there is the other part, which is the ambient listening in healthcare. That's the difficult part. This is both interesting and challenging. Right. Uh, this is truly understanding the fabric of how healthcare is delivered, the underpinnings of integration of healthcare into an EHR system. Uh, you have to understand interoperability standards in order to work with EHR. Right. There, there's a lot of regulation that has happened with information blocking, Cures Act, that has made this data more meaningful and also an ability to, with standardization to interoperate between systems. Right. This is very similar to how maps wouldn't have been useful if they didn't have street names on it, right? How would you get to point B without knowing that? So I think uh, that's the part where we do very well, right? Uh, notable difference, we have a team of interoperability experts that really understand these standards like FHIR, CDS hooks, right? Um, how to integrate that into other EHR systems. We are working in, in ways that we also understand things like orders, right? How do you do drug-to-drug -drug interaction? What happens if allergies are not verified? So the controls in place. In addition to that, we have a very deep understanding of privacy, security, and how to build a enterprise application that can scale to millions of users as need be. So we are cloud-hosted and we truly know how to scale our solutions. Um, there's another aspect which we do very well, and this is all because of the scar tissue we have over the years with physician burnout. Mm -hmm. And what that means is we have a human-centered design where this burnout is always kept in mind. We have a dedicated team of usability experts and clinical risk management. And what they do is they allow us to design product with correct design controls in place that are safe to use, yet frictionless. Um, so bringing all that together, um, along with our compliance that keeps us on top of regulatory standards like HIPAA, GDPR, CCPA, WCAG, accessibility guidelines, right? We are all of that, right? It checks the boxes for a large enterprise who's looking to do this for thousands of their physicians. We do all that very well because we have tremendous amount of experience, millions of notes that we have used for dictations 
in order to integrate a deep understanding of that concept. I think that gives us a upper edge um, as we talk to more physicians in terms of this technology being viable for their day-to-day -day use. Um, there are form factors which I think it's a matter of time where others will catch up if they don't already have that. Suno works on iPhones, um, Android phones, iPads, desktop application, right? So it's a, it's a good thing to have the flexibility that you can move Suno with you from one exam room to the other, or you may have a very perfect situation created for ambient listening, an exam room with the right equipment, right? So those are some of the things which uh, we feel um, differentiate. Interesting. Uh, so let's dive into that, right? Uh, you know, you talked about all the form factors you have available, which is, is interesting because a lot of people are just doing the phone or diff, you know, just doing a microphone. So, you know, what is the workflow look like for a clinician? It sounds like they can take their phone in, an iPad, a tablet, a desktop, and they hit record or, you know, tell us what is the workflow for a clinician? Sure. And, and yes, uh, they, they choose the form factor of choice and depends on the environment. Uh, a typical workflow would involve the physician uh, starting the record recording of the Suno visit with appropriate consents obtained by the uh, patient uh, in their environment and the state. Once the recording starts, Suno will, will listen uh, to the conversation. Um, they can have the recording uh, or the conversation in natural language. Nothing is mannered or scripted. Uh, it, it should flow naturally. Uh, once that is done, at the end of the recording, they would hit a stop recording button, so to speak, or a command, um, at which point Suno will, will take and synthesize this recording, generate a transcription, and apply the AI models distinctly and discreetly in order to generate the note. Now, the provider is presented with a note which actually has distinct sections it will have ROS, HPI, medical history, family history, social history, so on, right? Um, in addition to that, Suno also understands the nuances between things like your current medications and your orders, right? If you had a discussion and uh, the physician will ask you, let's say, are you on amoxicillin 50 milligrams? You say, yeah, I'm still taking that twice a day. And the physician say, I'm going to dial that up to 100 milligrams. Right? It understands your current medications and that I have 100 milligram amoxicillin order which will go to your preferred pharmacy. Right, So those are some of the things that, uh, that it does well. And then at the end of all this, the physician will have the opportunity and ability to edit each section um, in order to be more meaningful to their note and, and that visit. They can do that using voice dictation or free text. Um, they can also use some of their defaults, which is very useful when you go to specialties um, and, and merge their defaults. Once they have done that, they review the note, and by click of a button, this becomes part of the progress note or the encounter. Nice. And how much of this is automated with the technology? Or are there humans in the background? And kind of related to that, what's the turnaround time from when they click stop or tell it to stop and the notes generated? Sure. Um, it's a good question. Humans are involved, and we believe the only human that is involved is the doctor who should be at the heart of all this, right? Yeah, I, the doctor I, is a human involved. There's there's no uh, doubt. But on the back end, is it all technology or is there scribes yeah. or is there, you know, how are you approaching the back end? 
No, if we were talking five years ago, maybe that would have been a requirement, but no. Um, Sino is fully automated. It generates the summarization in real time. It, it takes uh, 30 seconds to a minute, and it all depends on the complexity of the visit or the time for the visit, right? You can have a 15 minutes, level two coding, level three, right? As you go to uh, 99214s and, and higher complexity visits, uh, it will take longer. Behavioral health visits can be very complex, right? So based on that, it is real time. It, it does not take uh, 10 minutes or five minutes. It takes much less time. Um, the responses are presented to the provider in real time. Um, we, we truly believe that and my going back to my analogy of self-driving cars, the doctor must have access to the steering wheel and the brakes at all times. So it is presented to them for their review and they are the final decision makers. No other humans are involved. That was a nice extension of the analogy. I like that. Talk to us about the integration with EHR. How is it integrated? Does it work with all EHRs? You know, how are you approaching EHR integration? Sure. Um, it is designed to be licensed as EHR agnostic, right? Our first version of Suno is deeply integrated within eClinical Works, which is our preferred EHR. In this, we have also done integration with their CPOE, which is their order entry system. It understands how to document allergies, does drug interactions, right? Um, we do have a team that is working on integration with other EHRs. And this part is, uh, is very important because that's where we have to understand how every EHR represents a note or a visit in their system. There are interoperability standards, however, that make that access readily available through standards and means. But the true experience of the physician lies within that, that integration. So we are in talks with other, other EHR vendors and, and their online marketplaces for interoperability that allows us to extend. Awesome. And, and talk to us about the clinician experience and do, do they have to change how they're talking in the exam room to make this work? You, you, you talked about that there, there, you know, that there's no format, there's no template they have to do, but do you see, you know, as clinicians are starting to use it, that they, they do change behavior. You know, we've had a lot of these interviews and obviously the obvious one is, well, if they don't say it, the ambient voice can't document it. Right. So you know, what's your experience in, in how the clinician kind of onboard your product and do they need to change or adapt to what they're doing? So that's a very good question, right? And and with any new technology introduction, there is some adaptation, right? On both sides, right? The technology has to adapt to the user and the user has to adapt to the technology to make the best of both worlds, right? It's a very similar outcome. You said it rightly, that if it is not verbalized, there is no way for it to listen and hence no way for it to document. Right? So there are just certain changes in, and these are just conscious changes in how you practice medicine. Some things that were unsaid before but understood may have to be articulated. An example I take is, if, if you were to ask the patient, are you still allergic to peanuts? And the patient nodded, it's not going to capture that. <laughs> it doesn't catch the nod. We don't, we don't have the visual driving like the car yet. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> Maybe exactly. one day. <laughs> exactly. So I think just consciously knowing that, right, and some of those aspects coming in. Having said that, we, we always wanted the technology to be invisible, right? So many aspects of just the, the speed side of it and the context and 
how you're articulating, we have taken that away, right? There are, we have actually tested with several hours of training of saying the same thing in different ways. It always comes back, almost always comes back with the same outcome. So just taking that burden away, we didn't want the physicians to focus on the patient provider conversation. Um, a good side effect we believe as part of having them verbalize everything is that the patients now will end up having more clarity, right? About their visit. And I think that's a great side effect. The doctors will spend more time with their patients. Patients will go home understanding better as to what was done during that visit. And, and all they're doing is articulating it. Um, in order to improve this further and, and understanding this, that there is a learning curve eventually, we are also creating best practice documentation, right? Which is integrated within the product. And we are presenting that to the users and this, these will be curated based on specialties and different workflows. Like try saying this when you're doing an examination, try doing this, right? Um, I think that will be helpful. It's, it's just a visual aid to remember. And once you have that, uh, I, I think it is, uh, everything else seems to be more natural. Interesting. And talk to us about the accuracy of the solution. You you, know, you talked, to, I, I think you used the word, uh, a, a near real perfect node or something along those lines that you said. How are you evaluating kind of the accuracy of the solution or, you know, the accuracy of the documentation in general? You know, how do you look at it? How do you measure it? What are you watching for? Yeah, that's it's a very good question. Again, uh, I think it's one of those things that every solution in the market is going to have to start planning sooner than later, right? It is going to be a progressive approach, no doubt. Just like with any machine learning technology out there, the idea is to get a feedback into the system and that feedback allows you to retrain the models to better understand how to fit the needs of the user, right? So again, there are simple two parts. One is the, the accuracy of the speech itself, speech to text, that needs to be near perfect. Right, any mistakes there will only uh, translate into errors or gaps in the summarization. So we spend a lot of time making sure that the accuracy of speech to text is there, right? Whether it is the right microphone, the right use of hardware, the environment, cutting down the noise, right? All of that, setting the expectation that to get the best output from this technology, make sure that your environment is adequately set up, right? So that's one part of it, and we help our users with that. The other part, which is the clinical note, the accuracy of the clinical note itself, I have a very different ways of, a way of looking at that problem statement. I think the accuracy of that is a quantitative analysis and the acceptance rate of that note, right, with the physicians. And that quantitative analysis and the acceptance rate will truly diminish as the conversation length increases, right? If you have a one hour long discussion with the patient, there's obviously a lot of noise and small talk in that discussion as well, right? So the retention rate, which is what we are looking at closely, what is the retention rate of this technology for longer conversations? And in addition, we are also monitoring um, all the sections that are discreetly generated like HPIs and ROS and so on, if the physician is modifying any of those sections, we are monitoring and tracking that. We are trying to understand what changes are being made from what was generated and suggested to what was actually employed within the note. And that comes back as a learning 
for us to continue to improve it. Uh, we, we're not going to ask the doctors to do things differently, but we are going to ask them to do different things, mm. right? It, and, and, and that's just how it is going to progress over time. Interesting. That's the other human in the loop. I've learned from these this series is is the feedback loop has humans reviewing why did why was it not accepted? Why was you know Absolutely. why what was the correction? Those types of things, uh, which makes sense. And you know that is interesting that the length of the visit determines how accurate the note is. Uh, yeah, I hadn't really thought about that. Uh, you know, probably because most ambient clinical voice started in primary care where they don't have more than 15 minutes. They're not allowed it <laughs> in our current billing system. Talk to us about specialties as well. Uh, does this product work for every specialty? How are you approaching that? Are there some that you're focused on initially and you want to expand or you're just going all in with all specialties? How are you you know, talking about the specialty problem? No, it, the, the overall solution is designed to work with all specialties, right? Um, it is Definitely not one size fits all. And, and we've seen that, we've learned that in our dictation, right? The, the, the model that we created and we have years of experience trying to perfect the dictation model. And that was a monologue, this is more of a dialogue. In dictation, we ran into the same challenges where we had to understand different workflows, like a, a gastroenterologist's note is nowhere close to what a cardiologist would document, right? Having said that, for the most part, the primary care is a home run, right? It, it almost always works reliably, no issues. But when it comes to the specialty, we have the experience, we understand the templates, right? Uh, the documentation shortcuts they have built. So what we think is going to happen over time as, as we roll this out to multi-specialties is that I believe there will be a degree of personalization in Suno itself. Right, and that degree of personalization is inevitable in every tool that is AI generated. Right, um, only then can it become meaningful. We we cannot change the modes of how the physicians have been practicing healthcare over the years. We cannot. We have to work within those modes. We have to adopt it. Right. So I I believe yes. Um, while it is designed to to work across the breadth of systems, there will be some degree of personalization. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people arguing that not only does it need to be personalized across specialty, but even within the specialty, each doctor needs a personalization that, that happens as well because of their own preference or their own, like you said, accent, their own, you know, way of speaking, uh, the way that they deliver the message, right? Uh, yeah, I, I was struck by what you said. Hey, we should, uh, you know, when you were talking about the amoxicillin, you said, hey, let's uh, let's roll this up and do 100 milligram. It's like, you know, saying roll this up is a unique attribute <laughs> of how you might say how you're increasing the dosage, right? Rather than someone else. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it evolves the personalization side of things. What do you see as next on kind of this AI innovation roadmap for Suno? Yeah, there. There are lots of things we are doing here in the Suno Labs, right? Um, we are, one, we are constantly learning and improving the quality of the outcome, right? That That's important. We are working on deep integrations with EHRs, right? So it's one technology and solution that can be deployed in a way. Our, our goal is to make sure that the product is used in a very similar way, whether you move EHRs or you don't, your Suno experience remains the same, right? Only then can it be truly frictionless um, in order to adopt and onboard. Uh, we have 
we have we are also launching telehealth integration. We have years of experience building telehealth products. Uh, we so we did millions of visits during uh, the pandemic. So is deeply integrated within telehealth. We don't treat that any differently from an office visit. It's just that the patient is not with you. It's still a conversation. Uh, we are seeing a lot of uptake in telepsychiatry, which uh, which is a good place for us to try this model and, and grow further. Um, we are also adding multilingual support. So this is uh, to address the need of health centers, right? There is a lot of non-English speaking population that uh, we want to make sure that this technology works as well. Uh, that's where it gets truly complicated because typically you'll have a translator in the room and then you have the same thing being repeated in two languages, right? So we are we are designing for that, that use case as well. Um, and um, honestly, we are at a very fortunate nexus uh, in terms of AI revolution. It, it's moving at a head snapping pace. Right and uh, and and just like uh, with with everything, while it's progressive, we have to make sure that we're doing it responsibly, but at the same time, um, making sure that our our physicians can truly adopt this at a at a pace and at a level that's comfortable and convenient for them. Wow. Yeah, I, I've come to the conclusion that doctors are going to be more interested in which ambient clinical voice you support as opposed to which EHR you have yeah. as they go around, uh, because that will become their interface, which is an interesting uh, perspective, right? Uh, so, it, and it is exciting times, the pace of this uh, you know, you mentioned telehealth. I I wrote an article when COVID hit. I said, if I'm a telehealth vendor, I'm going to an ambulant clinical voice vendor and I'm integrating them immediately because that would differentiate you from everything else. And it would make doctors love the telehealth experience. <laughs> uh, obviously, ambient clinical voices come quicker with the microphones than telehealth, but uh, very yeah. interesting. Well, Sarab, where can people go to learn more about Suno? Uh, they just uh, have to go to Suno. AI, S-U-N-O-H dot AI. And uh, this is our website. We are constantly updating it with uh, new announcements and blog posts. And uh, if anybody wants a demo, they can sign up and someone will reach out and give them a demo. I'm sure they want to see a live demo. I was going to say, uh, that, that's what people want. They want to try it themselves and see, is it real or is it Memorex, right? <laughs> <laughs> awesome, Sarab. Well, I appreciate you taking time to share about Suno and uh, everything, all the good work that you're doing. And can't wait to see how it evolves and, and continues to improve the lives of doctors. And thanks, everyone, for watching and listening. If you want to find more great healthcare IT content like this, be sure to check it out at healthcareittoday.com or search for Healthcare IT Today on your favorite podcasting applications. Thanks, Sarab. Thank you, John. Thank you for having me.